Hello, race fans. Welcome to another episode of Short Track Guys Podcast, brought to you by ShortTrackExclusives.com. I'm your host, Thomas Vadis, alongside one other tonight, Short Track Guy in the house, Jim Pokrant, driver of the 07 CanQuitFishing.com sportsman and 2021 sportsman champion here at Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola. We are missing uh, another Short Track Guy, Ted Baber. Uh, Jim, can you, you fill us in on uh, what, what's happening here? Well, Ted messaged me earlier today and said that uh, one of his brothers was in the hospital and he had just lost recently one of his other brothers, so he had to dip out tonight. And uh, Ted, we're thinking about you, we're praying for you, and we hope your brother is going to be okay. Yes, amen to that, and uh, hope everybody else has had a Merry Christmas up to this point. And um, uh, the holiday season is about halfway through. We're going to get ready for New Year's and uh, wish everybody a Happy New Year and a safe new year as yeah. uh as everybody needs to use their head and not drink and race um so uh tonight's episode with short track guys podcast being jim and i in the house in the studio uh we're going to do a 2021 short track guys podcast review uh for the year um we're gonna randomly take out some of the things that uh we have, have pulled together and yeah. um go through them and and you know kind of recap uh 2021 and uh we'll get ready for 2022 that's it that's gonna be a good year we're gonna have to do some more racing so Mm -hmm. get it done right well we start off with uh mr peyton sellers uh the nascar national championship uh looks like it's been 16 years uh since he's uh really claimed a, a weekly series national championship back in 2005 and uh he ends up coming back in 2021 and gets it done with a, a lot of wins, and in, in particularly in Boston Speedway and uh, in Dominion. So, congratulations to Peyton Sellers and and uh, well, you can put an S or a T actually in there and pay a stellar season for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. He, I've read about him years and years ago. Um, he's one of those guys, man, that just. I don't, I don't think he ever wanted to run the big series. I think he's having more fun racing short tracks and having a good time. And congratulations on that championship. And hopefully you'll be ready to rock and roll in 2022. Yeah. I think with uh, everything we're going to go down the list here, uh, you kind of feel at home there with uh, being a champion yourself. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I, I, I have to admit for the first time in my life, uh, in two weeks will be our awards banquet and I can't wait to go and, get my purple jacket and my accolades for being the track champion. And then we can start off 2022 and uh, I'm going to have to, like I said, we're building a new car, you know, hopefully it'll be better than the old car. I hate that I killed the old car because I love that old girl, but she's junk now. It's a big pile of parts on my trailer and going to the scrapyard next week. And uh, yeah, 2020, I look forward to 2022, man. We're, we're only running eight races in sportsman this year. I think our car count's going to be down a little bit. They're making some wholesale changes. I think by 2023, we're going to be basically a super stock, which is fine with me because 2022 is going to be my last full season. And then 2023, we're going to run some races. So we're going to have some fun. That's what all that matters. Well, we look forward to 2022 and it's just right around the corner. And we've got uh, not a whole lot of time. You, you sit and think, oh, well, we're just in the off season. It'll come up quickly. Oh, yeah. That's, that's why the frame's already ready to go just as soon as uh, tomorrow night's over with. We're going to scale a uh, Pro Challenge car that we're running for Brock Gens next year. And uh, as soon as it's scaled, it's going to go into an empty stall, and my car's going in that stall, and we're going to set the jig up and start building us a chassis. Right. Well, we got, uh, you know, names to throw out again. You know, Anthony Sergi, Stephen Nassie, Jeremy Pate, Kyle Plott, George Gorham Jr., Jake Garcia. Those guys we've men- mentioned 
uh, since we really got started. And uh, down at the Florida Fest earlier this year, Steve Doerr in a Tim Curry uh, super late model gets the win there. Um, you know, that was back in January at Showtime Speedway. Uh, you know, man, Steve Doerr, is, um, he, he's run a bunch of races. He's won a bunch of races as well. And um, it's good to see him come out on top uh, early in the year. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, he had to move Anthony Sergi to win it. And uh, he had to hold off Steven Nassie, and that's no easy task. And that car he's driving is funky looking. I've seen that car before. It's it's pretty strange looking, but congratulations to him. And, uh, you know, maybe next year he'll get his ride back rolling, and maybe he'll get him one in his own car. Yeah, and there's some news with uh, Carson Kvapel coming up, uh, emerges a national scale as a prospect watching your coming years. You know, he's got uh, the, the Cars Tour Super Late Model Championship this past year with four wins. Uh, and he's moving on uh, with the vacancy of uh, Josh Berry coming out of the Cars Tour uh, with Dale uh, Jr. Motorsports uh, moving to a full-time Xfinity Series. So opens the doors for Carson Hoppel, and I think he's really proved himself. He has, and I hope he doesn't quit racing super late models. I would love to see him uh, uh, continue on racing supers, even though I think the Cars Tour cut to supers. But um, I th- I'd love to see him keep his supercars and come down and run the Derby and run some other series. Uh, cause that junior car is pretty bad. And I'm, you know, Josh Berry's not going anywhere. He's going to be around to help him. So that's going to be pretty cool considering he has four wins this year, including one at, uh, Nashville. So that's pretty sporty. Congratulations. Yeah. And, um, Boris Yurkovic, uh, returning, oh, uh, for a violent crash at Berlin. Uh, we've mentioned him, uh, several times here, uh, before. And, uh, it was good to see him back in Pensacola in the area just a few weeks ago. And, uh, the 51 year old man, he's getting it done. Hey, he's my age. That's scary. Uh, that scratch he was in was very violent. I, it scared me. I thought for sure he was hurt worse than he was. I mean, that dude never lifted. He bailed off in there and blammo. I mean, I think the guy had some health issues and the wreck happened, but I was glad to see him back in a race car. It's cool to see that, you know, he's not scared. He climbed right back in that thing and had a good finish down in South Florida, come to Snowball Derby, made the race, and, uh, finished so that's that's pretty good man we're glad to see you back welcome back boris yeah that crash was uh with david fretz on uh fretz, may yeah. yeah david fretz and may 22nd at berlin uh he had surgery to repair two broken patella and attached tendons and particles and you know a whole bunch of mental recovery too from that because i don't think he really knew if he was going to get back in the car or not but um he did and um kudos to him and, and i hope he he looks forward to 2022 as well yeah, he's a big dude, man. I'm telling you, he's somebody that you wouldn't want to mess with. Let me tell you. But I'm glad to see you back, man. Welcome back. Yeah. Next up, uh, Burt Myers, uh, the Smart Tour Modified Championship. Uh, well, we've touched on uh, Bobby Levani uh, winning a Smart Tour Modified uh, race in uh, Dillon, uh, but uh, Burt Myers. You know, we all know the Myers brothers. You know, Jason and I think his dad did some racing back in the day, too. But uh, that Bowman Gray Stadium's put the Myers brothers on top. But uh, he comes away with a smart tour champion. Yeah, his dad was actually killed in a in a NASCAR race. But, uh, yeah, I, I, that's cool to see. And, and he lost a Bowman Gray championship by very little this year. So that's pretty neat. And congratulations to Bobby Labonte for winning a smart race, man. That's pretty awesome to see that. You know, old cup guy has still having some fun, and the Myers family. What can you say about them? Man, they're champions. They're all NASCAR champions, every one of them. Yeah, and if you you know, we call them the the ground pounders. And if you haven't seen those uh, Wayland oh. modified tour races, uh, especially the Smart Tour, 
Uh, yeah, those those are those are. I mean, they're going to go down as one of my favorites too. Oh, always. Yeah, always. I mean, you you had high, heroes like uh, Richie Evans and Charlie Jazombat, guys that aren't with us anymore that died in those cars, but. That was some crazy stuff. I, I saw one time Brett Bodine said that when he'd go to the Spring Sizzler in Stafford, he would look around at all the guys and think, who's not going to be here next year? Because that's how people were dying in those modifieds. Those guys didn't slow down any. Wow. So. Well, speaking we can move to modifieds again, uh, Keith Rocco, I think, was probably going to be the upset of the year. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, beats the tour guys at Thompson in the 300 and, um, you know, took home a $20,000 check. And really, I don't think he... Uh, Thought he'd had any chance, but uh, he ended up coming out on top. And it looks like there were 25 other tour drivers, and um, he comes up on top with that big check. That's pretty cool, man. Congratulations, dude, and keep up the good work. And uh, maybe you'll race some more modifieds now that you won in them. That'd be good to see. Yeah, Derek Griffith goes back-to-back in the World Series. That was earlier in the year in the uh, Asphalt Super Late Model Championship in 21, uh, 2021 with three victories in seven races. So he's a pretty good uh Pretty good odds if you were to put a money on him winning a race. So, uh, congrats to Derek Griffith, and we've talked about him quite a bit. Um, I think he is, uh, since Pete Orr, really, uh, and Pete Hamilton, Junior Hanley, Dick Trickle, uh, the only drivers to win consecutive super late model championships in the World Series dating back to 1968. So that's something really special. And, uh, we know we've talked about pedigree before that you have something you put on your resume and, uh, you know, Derek Griffith's got on the map. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to consider Bubba Pollard's won that. Uh, Gary Hotshoe Ballou's won the World Series of Asphalt. So he's putting his name on a trophy with some pretty big, big, big short track names. So congratulations to that young man. He deserves it. And he, I loved his snowball derby paint scheme this year. I think he won an award for that for the best paint scheme with the FJB on the side of the car. So great job young man yeah there were a lot of good paint schemes this year and uh he didn't probably put it down three to four but if there were you know 10 or 12 that were up there and uh you take that you know it's 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 a good win you get some bonus stuff out of that but um yeah. kudos to all those guys in the shop that put that wrap on there on on all the cars and make them come down and they have that snowball derby theme and it just uh it adds to the excitement i think that's just going to get bigger too as as well as the race. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, why would you not run a special paint scheme if you got the money? Shoot, go ahead. Yeah, and we got Johnny Clark uh, finally clinched his seventh pass in World Championship in uh, this past year in 2021. Uh, what can you say about that? Pretty cool. He could get eight, too. The guy's got a ton of talent. The past series is no joke, man. Those guys get it on. It took him 10 years to win his seventh one. That's pretty impressive. To be a 10-year hiatus as a champion could come back in 2022 and be an eight-time champion. You just never know. He's only 42 years old. And Ben Rowe walks off the ACT title in the final corner. Now, we're talking about drama. We've watched this replay, and I think we put it up on our Facebook page. We did. The American-Canadian Tour title uh, in the final corner uh, over DJ Shaw. And I'm telling you what a show that was. Oh, they were beating and banging and swapping bait. It could have went either which way in just a matter of seconds. Yeah, and Ben Rowe entered the finale, uh, the finale two points behind DJ Shaw and ended up beating him 5-5. So that, that last uh, lap pass, uh, beating by maybe a nose, if that, ended up being a five-point difference between the wins, uh, you know, the championship. So, wow, that was uh, that's pretty amazing. And I I'd probably have to put that with a couple others that we're going to get to or one that we've already passed about the top two or three of the year. Yeah, and what about the uh, the cars tour now? Trades up super lates for perlates. What do you uh, what do you think about that? 
Well, I, you know, I can understand it in a way because they can control the engines and the prolates a little better than they can in the supers. And, you know, I mean, a supercar, a good one runs up front, it's 100 Gs. You know what I mean? And why would you spend that kind of money and and you could run a prolate and run a little cheaper and there's more of them than there are supers? Which, it's a positive for like maybe the Southern Super Series because maybe those seven or eight cars that were running that will come run the Southern Super Series. That'll boost that up. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I think the Cars Tour just saw a, a chance to cut costs and... They had a bigger field of pros and they did super. So why wouldn't you do that? Right. It, it looks like it's providing the pro late model teams with a chance to, I mean, race for the biggest purses in the category. So. Yeah. Well, it'd be more money for them too. So, cause it, you cut that out and you move them up as the number one series. So the big money goes to those guys. It'll be a good show, man. I think it'll be good for them. And then the Red Bud 400, which we, uh, we touched on a couple episodes ago with our, oh uh, our, our races. No, it was last episode we did. Uh, we talked about some, but there was a few ago. We actually talked about it when it happened. Well, and, yeah, that's true. We did talk about yeah, that. Cause we, yeah. we, we also put a highlight of that finish up on our website and my God, they were trying to kill each other. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, it, if you got the lead, you just got punted. Yeah. Kyle Crump ended up, uh, you know, fighting it out with Austin Nason uh, on a late restart to win the race. But, uh, yeah, we did uh, we did put that up there, and we did watch the replay. And we've mentioned Kyle Crump before. He's won, he's won a few races this year, too. Yeah, and it's – I mean, Stephen Nassie was there running good, too. So, you know, it's another race for him. But I'm going to tell you something. That, that, is a, that was a cool finish. A lot of swapping paint. Those guys put on a show, and that's what we like to see at short track guys. Go yeah, and the show. red the red bud is one of those big races that we mentioned last episode too. With uh, with everything all American and, and you know New Smyrna and Oxford two fifty oh, yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, it's it's a big race, and um, yeah, that, that was that was really cool. And Anderson Speedway is a very nice facility. I, I really love the way that track looks. They keep it up. The grass is nice. It's just a it's a good looking place to race. Yeah, and we got uh, Bobby McCarty dominates the Cars Tour campaign, you know, um, with Josh Berry and all those guys in the Cars Tour and uh, some of the up-and-coming drivers that are they're making the, the swap from maybe pros and supers to get into this series. Um, now we got uh, a couple of moving on and getting rides that uh, Bobby McCarty in that 22 car, man, he just uh, he won three times in 13 starts and uh, only averaged like fifth for the year. And uh, so that's pretty pretty impressive. Well, you know what else is impressive? That's his third championship and I don't know, his fourth full season in that series. Wow. So can you imagine how many more he'd have if he'd run full time when he had other chances? But I mean, the dude is great and I, I've seen a lot of good things about him. I'd, I'd like to see him come run Snowball Derby. Yeah, maybe next year. Yeah, him yeah. and Josh Berry come and uh, make a, a big run at it. Yeah, maybe so. That'd be, that'd be cool. And we got Cassius Clark finally winning the Oxford 250. And we've talked about the Oxford 250 being one of the biggest races, uh, albeit, you know, up in the Northeast. And it's a long haul for a lot of these guys. But, I mean, it pays big. Um, a lot of big names are up there. And, and Cassius Clark finally gets that win. That's really cool. You know what's cool is the year before Johnny Clark wins, and they're no related. So I think the Clarks have uh, kind of stepped into Oxford 250 and took it over. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I, I, that is an iconic race. I've been watching it, uh, reading about it since I was a little kid in Stock Car and Circle Track magazine. And uh, really awesome. And congratulations to him and his team. They deserve it. And, uh, you know, they were at the Derby and they made the show and ran pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. And we got to just congratulate all these champions and all these winners and different 
venues and different facets of racing, you know, whether it be a modified or if we get on the dirt with the late models with, you know, the Ricky Thornton juniors and the Brandon Overtons and those kind of guys. And, uh, it just, uh, short track guys were putting it out there and we're just giving a, a review of 2021 from our perspective and had a little help, you know, but, um, you know, we're doing our job and we got to get to Derek Thorne. Oh, man. We have talked about him all year, uh, dominating the West. Um, I think there were 10 races and they won nine of them and came over here, won two uh, of the Snowflake 100s in a row, sat on the pole three years in a row with the Snowball Derby. And, um, man, just what can you say about Derek Thorne? Uh, he's a badass. <laughs> being very honest. I mean, the dude races against some hellacious competition. Preston Peltier, um, Jeremy Doss, there's game, there's guys out there that don't play. Yeah. And he comes there and wins the pole for the Snowball Derby for the third year in a row, dominated the Snowflake, won, led all 100 laps, led 287 laps of the Snowball Derby before being moved by the 26 of Chandler Smith. Yeah. Um, hey, Chandler did what he had to do to win the race. Can't yeah. really fault the guy for that. But congratulations to Derek Thorne on his championship and coming over here because we're glad to have you in Pensacola. Thank you for coming over here. And, you know, we look forward to one day you standing in victory lane because I, I believe it's going to happen. Yeah. Imagine how many rings he's going to have his finger. His sixth, captured his sixth SRL Spears Southwest Tour Championship and, um, you know, winning nine of ten races in that series against Jacob Gomes and Buddy Shepard and Preston Peltier and Jeremy Doss, Jesse Love, those kind of guys. Their field over there is, uh, out there, I should say, from our East Coast, um, is just as stout as some of the, the drivers and races over here in the East Coast. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And he, he, telling you, he's tough. And I, you know, like I said, when he shows up at Snowball Derby, you bet your butt he's either going to be on the pole or right there and he's going to be a contender for every race he enters. Well, we're going to move to Landon Pendleton uh, in the Martinsville 300 uh, earlier this year. Uh, the Valley Star Credit Union 300 at Martinsville. Uh, the 16-year-old Landon Pendleton did not really uh, raise any eyebrows like before uh, this happened. Uh, became the youngest winner in race history. Uh, the son of a short track, Brian Pendleton, uh, just his second ever late model stock win was the biggest of his career. And boy, I tell you what, did he open some eyes there? Yeah, he did. Uh, you beat some of the best of the best in that race. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And I love the grandfather clock, dude. How cool was that to win a clock for a trophy? I mean, that's, that's awesome. And that's something that young man, you can't take away from him. He's nope. a Valley star credit union, 300 champion. And you know, you're talking guys like, uh, Bobby McCarty and guys like that. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's one of the best late model races in the country. I mean, you know, uh, just the number 11 cup driver, Denny Hamlin, he ended up winning it at one time or running in it. I mean, there's just so many big names. And for this young man to step up and get it done, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. 16 years old, by the way. Yeah, he's and, got and more you, racing to do. Yeah. Can you imagine that alarm clock on that grandfather clock going off and it going ding, ding, ding? Oh, yeah. and, it's got to be a reminder of, of where that came from. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you guys like Earnhardt and Waltrip that won a ton of races at, at Martinsville. You set them one minute off, so they all go off separately, so you know where your trophies are. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and then we talk about the Winchester 400 finish oh, with finish. Sammy Smith and Jack Smith. Man, and that was – maybe we're going to get to maybe five or six that need to go down to best in review for us. Uh, this is certainly one of them with the finish at the Winchester 400 uh, oh, with yeah. Jack Smith and Sammy, when they came together in the backstretch 
and uh, race control sent Sammy to the rear. Uh, but it didn't matter much because there was only six cars running anyway, and he came from the back uh, of those on the lead lap to win the race uh, with a green-white checker. And I'm like, man, Sammy Smith got it going on. He does. He's won a bunch of races this year. And when he's not winning, he's competitive. And uh, you got to thank Donnie Wilson Motorsports. Those guys step up. I mean, they won the Snowball Derby this year. They won the Winchester 400 this year and several other big late model races. And their pro late model team has won several big races. So, I mean, what can you say, man? They, they're just stepping it up. All right. In 2022, for all of these guys and all of these races is just going to get bigger and better every time we talk about it. And I can't wait to go through 2022 and see what's in store for all these guys. I can't wait either. It's going to be hellacious and awesome and good racing. That's what we want to see, man. Short track guys, get it done. Yep, we're coming down to the last three. Uh, we've got Luke Penhouse wins the Slinger Nationals and earns a spot with the SRX Series. That was um, cool. Yeah, at Slinger. Yeah, um, man, $10,000 in that race, and then he got to line up with some of the big names in racing in that SRX Series, and I really look forward to seeing that series come back. I do, too. I, I, I think Tony Stewart came up with a great idea. Um, his races were awesome, and there was some letting local guys. Doug Kobe won the first one. Yeah, modified driver that's stafford right yeah gets in gets in those cars never drove it and wins in it and i mean against bill elliott and michael waltrip and and um john Cast yeah, paul tracy paul uh, tracy, paul tracy Neves, bobby yeah. labani yeah i mean how cool is that and tony stewart and tony stewart and of course tony stewart was a champion of his own series yeah <laughs> but hey dude you know congratulations and and with Ray Everham building and building and designing those cars. I think they did an awesome job. They're not on the ground. They're up in the air. You have to drive them. Yeah. I would love to try one. I'll be honest, man. I think that would be super cool if they'd pick, you know, a little small, local, small track champion, like maybe the 2021 Sportsman Champion at Five Flag Speedway, if you're listening to SRX, and let him drive one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, Luke, Luke Penthouse returned a bump and run. Derek Krause delivered him about 10 laps before and resulted in the biggest win of his career at Slinger Nationals and uh, ends up, I think he did uh, pretty good in the SRX series and made a good showing for the fans locally there and uh, got some really good experience and came down here and ran the Derby. Um, so we look forward to seeing a little bit more, uh, wow, think, a lot more, actually, of Luke Penthouse. I think so, too. I think he'll pick up some sponsorship and get some help. And by the way, Derek Krause wouldn't bump and run anybody. How many trucks did he tear up this year in the NASCAR series? That dude's rough, son, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> and we can't forget, number two here is Rich Bickle's final season. Heck Rich Bickle, yeah. five-time, what did you say, the three, four, and five-time Snowball three, four, Derby yep. champ? Yeah. And he, he did it in a Pontiac, he did it in a Chevrolet, he did it in a Dodge, and he did it in a Ford. Right, and so, he won. He won the Joe Shear Classic in April. Won the Jim Sauter Classic in September. Yep. Uh, they put him uh, in the field for the Derby, and um, you know he came just short sure. of winning the the Bill Bigley Memorial One Twenty Eight at Punta Gorda down back in November. And yep. uh, man, what a way to go out, dude! He had a great season, and you know he's one of our. He's kind of one of my short track heroes. I've heard good and bad things about the guy, but everything I've ever seen or ever talked to him, got an autograph from him. I have a craftsman truck that he drove for daryl waltrip that's autographed and i told him i had it with me he goes go get it i'll autograph it and he did so you know great guy we're gonna miss you rich uh congratulations on a good final season you didn't go out like a chump you went out like a champ and we're gonna miss you yeah 60 years old with and with bazooka arms really so uh, we've talked about that for 
I don't know, since we got started with Rich Pickle being in such good shape and uh, oh, yeah. driving the wheels off those late models and winning races at, at, at 60 years old. And, hey, you know, you could see it in his, uh, his interviews. You know, he's really uh, uh, not wanting to, to get away from it. But uh, I think as a full-time driver, yes, but he's, he's going to stay in it. And we'll, we'll hear more of Rich Pickle and, and maybe some of his upbringings, you know, putting in the car and then we'll we'll see what happens in 2022 but uh i hope he doesn't go to costa rica and just disappear yeah me either but you know you never know he might he might be ready to go to costa rica and get a tan with them freaking pipes that he's got (laughs) you know you never know but hey congratulations rich bickle on a wonderful career um we've watched you start off we we, i've seen you win your all your snowball derbies including one in a dodge it was blowing up when you drove for richard petty and uh, we just want to tell you congratulations. Thank you for all the memories. Yes, absolutely. And the last one we're going to come to, which is actually a, a finishing up the year uh, with the tire shortage that uh, Hoosier had gone through the whole entire year, pretty much. And, um, uh, you know, my hat's off to, to Hoosier for putting everything together and doing what they can, um, you know, for the racetracks and the directors and uh, all the drivers that, that had to race on uh, the Hoosiers. Um, you know, the shortage is a shortage and, uh, they had to do what they had to do. And, and somehow, uh, they put their heads together and then they made it work for the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was some cancellations and some races didn't run. And we had to run on old tires for two races in which I won one of. So that was kind of cool. But, uh, you know, congratulations to Hoosier for getting the job done. I know they had problems with the pandemic, getting people hired, getting people in working, a lot of businesses are like that right now, but uh, God bless them and, and thank you, Hoosier Tire, for all you do for us short track people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jim, it's going to wrap it up uh, for the cool. end of 2021. Uh, you know, we're going to go into uh, New Year's weekend and um, hope you uh, are safe and uh, hope to see you back Wednesday uh, with another episode and uh, with Ted back here and hopefully we got good news and we'll. We'll certainly uh, try to update you next week if we can, uh, maybe on our Facebook page earlier if we get news. Um, I want to just shout out to everybody. Have a happy new year and a safe new year. And, um, Jim, it's, it's been a pleasure. And we're going to end this year on a good note and uh, get ready for 2022. Heck, yeah. I've enjoyed the heck out of this, man. This is fun. It, it gives me a chance to talk to about what I love is short track racing. I just That's my favorite. I love it. I'm, I'm happy about it. Happy New Year to everybody. Please, you know, if you're going to drink, don't drive. Stay safe, please. We don't want anybody to get hurt or killed. We've lost drivers because of drinking and driving, and we don't want that to happen to you. Um, Thank you for everything you do, Thomas, because without you, we wouldn't be able to do this. This was your baby. This was your idea, and I'm thankful, and I thank you for letting me be a part of it. I look forward to us doing this in 2022. I look forward to 2022 racing, so maybe I can bring some more trophies into the studio. And uh, let's go, Brandon. All right on. Happy New Year, Jim. It's always a pleasure to get back with you, and thank you for being a part of it. And uh, we look forward to many of these uh, in the upcoming year in 2022. Amen, brother. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, Happy New Year.